verse 35 of chapter 6 of Srimad Bhagavad Gita. The blessed Lord said, O mighty armed one, undoubtedly the mind is untractable and restless. But O son of Kunti, it is brought under control through practice and detachment. The question reads, what is meant by bringing the mind under control? Please also explain how practice and detachment help in achieving the above. In the very same chapter of the Bhagavad Gita, Sri Krishna has very lucidly explained what is mind control. Mind control is not about suppressing the mind. It is about supporting the mind to take the right route and re reach the right destination. The word control has not very friendly vibes or connotations. One controls a disease. One controls something that must not be there. The mind does not really need control. The authority in Gita makes it amply clear. The mind needs to be brought to Atma. That is the central message of chapter 6. Bring the mind to Atma. What is Atma? Atma is the highest potential of the mind. Atma is the destination of the mind. It is for the mind that it is for the atma that the mind exists. And it is due to the atma that the mind exists. Therefore, the atma is the beginning and the end of mind. Therefore, the atma is the point from where the mind emerges and the point into which the mind submerges. That is what is mind control. The mind really wants peace. Peace is Atma. But the mind is a little foolish. Why do I say so? Had the mind not been foolish, why would it have left its Atma state and become the mind? Hmm? Does the mind not have the choice to exist in the Atma state, which is the topmost state, which is the peaceful state, which is the natural state, all the time? 
and when you exist in a state all the time then there is no time there is timelessness time is only when time is bounded right time is a concept that demands boundaries something has to begin at a certain time and something has to end at a certain time where there is a beginning and there is an end there is time the mind does have the option to remain in its top potential at its maxima always and anything that is always is now timeless beyond the scope of birth and death rise and fall coming and going but the mind didn't take that option what has the mind chosen to do the mind has chosen to be itself the mind has chosen to be the mind therefore i am calling the mind a little foolish right so even though this foolish mind does have the option always to go for the top state the natural state the peaceful state the restful state it being what it is it takes other options it wants peace but will not directly take peace it will want peace through this and that hmm it wants rest won't directly take rest wants security won't directly settle into security are you getting it that's the prakriti of mind the prakriti of mind is not in alignment with the nature of the mind the prakriti of mind is to go about in cycles all prakriti is cyclical right like sea waves aren't sea waves cyclical hmm like birth and death like day and night everything in prakriti is cyclical that's the prakriti of mind but nature is not cyclical nature is submergence a final settlement a closure a peacefulness no more running around in prakriti there is always movement a lot of running around so the mind is sandwiched between these two its prakriti and its nature nature says settle down prakriti says run around nature says be simple prakriti says no 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 if you are simple you will be killed are you getting it mind is always in this conflict hmm 
what helps mind in this phase of conflict its very nature just as prakriti allures you your nature too beckons you when prakriti allures you it is called maya when your nature allures you what you get is a krishna so the two sides of the mind rather the two forces of the mind both work on the mind in their own ways prakriti works on the mind by appearing very convincingly very enchantingly very compellingly very colorfully as maya does that not happen you open your eyes and all that you see around you is prakriti hmm? whether prakriti of the existential kind right which shri krishna calls as apara prakriti or whether prakriti of the man made kind which shri krishna calls as para prakriti so through your senses through your brain prakriti always keeps luring you you could even say trapping you trap is not a very suitable word because prakriti by itself is not conscious it only does what its own constitution what its own predestined dynamics command it to do remember that it is called prakriti prakriti means that which comes before any other kind of existence it is at the root of all existence getting it so there is the mind hmm the mind of the man on one hand this mind this man is being enticed by prakriti maya on the other hand there is someone like shri krishna now someone like shri krishna does not belong to the usual scheme of prakriti therefore he is called an avatar that's the difference between an avatar and an animal an avatar and a normal human being an avatar and anything else everything else on the earth everything else in the universe belongs to the usual scheme of prakriti they were to be there they are like the waves of the sea if the sea is there the waves will be there nothing unusual nothing surprising right so man is born a woman is born there is the child there is the animal there is the rock there are the stars there is stardust all this is just run of the mill prakriti nothing astonishing in it 
But a Sri Krishna is not called Prakriti. He is avatar. He is avatar because he is appearing to mind the man not as Maya but as the dispeller of Maya. Are you getting it? Any ordinary man, any ordinary woman would come in contact with you and that contact will be the contact of Maya. Rest assured. But when a Sri Krishna comes in contact with you, something extremely unusual happens. It is not that now Maya will take you further in its fold, rather that contact with Sri Krishna will liberate you from Maya. Therefore, I am saying even your nature works upon you. It is almost as if your nature, your destination is very interested in you coming to the destination. Hmm? The Upanishads say, the one who takes a few steps in the direction of truth finds that the truth has taken multiple steps to reach him. That will tell you of a crucial difference between Maya and truth. The more you move towards Maya, the more distant it seems. Keep running after her all your life. She is unattainable. Charming, but unattainable. Truth, you move towards truth and you find that the truth is assisting your movement. Ah. You grow a little in wisdom and you find that the very beginning of your movement towards the truth was due to the blessings of the truth, not due to your own internal inspiration. Go to a bookstore, you pick a particular book, what do you think? If the book is the Bhagavad Gita, it is not you have, who has picked up the book, it is the book that has picked you up. On the other hand, if you go to the bookstore and pick some usual nonsense, then it is again not you who has picked up the book. The book has picked you up. Hmm? Both are working on you. Both are working on you. Who will win? The one you fall in love with. So be very, very alert about the quality of your love. Who is it you have fallen in love with? There are only two and both of these are present to be chosen always. Which of these are you falling in love with? That's your fate. Getting it? What does it then mean to bring the mind under control? Fall in love with the right one. That is what is meant by bringing the mind under control.
There is no need to probe too much into a man's life. Just ask him. Show me the picture of your beloved. And that's all. You have known the man and you have known the man's fate. Hmm? Whose photo are you carrying in that wallet held to your chest? That's what is meant by mind control. Therefore, mind control is not about suppressing the mind or killing the mind or taming the mind. Hmm? It's about giving the mind the one and only befitting lover. What is the normal tendency of the mind? Remember that it is foolish. Do not consciously give the mind what it needs to have and the mind will for certain in its own primitive unconsciousness choose the wrong one. Therefore, you cannot leave things to chance. If you are not with total determination making the right decision, the wrong decision is default. You don't have to make the wrong decision. That's man's problem. Do you see this? Do you now see why mankind is usually in turmoil and suffering? Because the right decision has to be made with determination and discipline and the wrong decision is default. Now what would occur more frequently, determination and discipline or default? default? The default is obviously more common. Man's default state is of foolishness. Liberation comes through determination. Liberation is not your default destiny. Getting it? Don't leave things as they are. Don't say that you go with the flow. Don't say that life will take care of things or that experience will correct things on its own. No, life will not at all take care of things. No, age and experience will not make corrections in you by themselves. You require a steely resolve. Otherwise, you can live for 40,000 years. Nothing will change. Your default state is foolishness. We are all born like that. What to do? Nobody's fault. We are born like that. Our physical configuration is of foolishness. Hmm? All Wisdom, all spiritual practices, therefore, about going against oneself. Don't go against yourself and your course is well set. Your life is prescripted. 
Don't believe in the natural ones. There are many naturals, no? They say, no, we have had no wisdom education. But we understand things on our own. No, sir. On your own, you only have your own foolishness. That's what you have on your own. Any kind of ascension, any kind of wisdom or liberation will require concerted effort. Want to know the real status of a person? Hmm? Interested in knowing his teacher in life? Just ask him, how much has he invested in his self-development, inner development? How many years has he given? How much of his resources has he put into his own liberation? If he says, no, I have never put time nor effort into liberation and still claims that he has understanding or wisdom, then he is just bragging. Don't take him seriously. Wisdom and all higher order things in life will never come on their own. What is it that you experience on your own? You only experience hunger, sleep, lust. No? The moment you turn 13 or 14, lust arises on its own. That's what you experience without any effort or discipline. Correct? You don't require to be disciplined or determined for your pubic hair to grow or your periods to start. Stuff just flows on its own. So don't say that wisdom too will start flowing in your mind on its own. That won't happen. You're not recognizing the nature of things when you make such claims. Hmm? Are you getting it? This is the most ignored aspect of human life, especially in contemporary world. We want to acquire all kinds of skills. Hmm? We would enroll into a three-month course to learn a new language, a new technology a new skill but wisdom we suppose will come on its own never sir never it won't come on its own i know this admission this assertion from my side hurts the ego badly we hate to hear that we are foolish by default but then that's what we are why and how should i hide it it's so glaringly obvious 